are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Ulysses Sombrano. And I'm Evan Kwaski. And we are the hosts of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Race your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Race is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Race. Make sure to subscribe and hit that like button. You help us out a lot by doing that. Um, We were supposed to be off today for Monday and Tuesday, get a couple of mental health rest days, but we could not let this big news go by. Right-hander. Tyler Glass now has signed an extension with the Tampa Bay Rays through the 2024 season worth $30.35 million, including a team record $25 million for the 2024 season. Evan, what were your first thoughts about this extension? Uh, I think it's great, first and foremost, um, for a lot of reasons. First, uh, hold on a second. Let me. Uh, I'm going to walk away here to put my my dog on the couch, dealing with the torn ACL, out for the 2023 season. Um, <laughs> no problem. Yeah, so gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but let me let me explain the whole signing, I guess, because there's a lot of layers to it. Um, yeah. First, let's just talk about Tyler Glass now, the pitcher, and how good he is. Um, obviously, he is a a tremendous talent. When healthy, a Cy Young caliber pitcher. I mean, people kind of forget that he was right there last year in that race. Uh, Certainly in a Shane McClanahan type way uh, last season where he jumped out to that tremendous start. And uh, and maybe he was falling a little bit out of the picture towards the end there. But uh, he, he that's a ceiling, you know, so you potentially have what uh, what Kyle Snyder was saying, the. a Cy Young righty and a Cy Young lefty at their ceiling. That's what they can do. Um, so that's, that's the easy part to explain, right? Great pitcher. You brought him in long term. Now let's talk about what the Rays are thinking. And, and we kind of brought this up last year, right? I mean, when he had to- Tommy John, I said, you know, everyone said, oh, you're probably going to trade him, not going to pick up the option. And then I said, no, you probably are because he's an asset. And yeah. that's ultimately what Glass now is. He is an asset. So um, before I even get into that whole debate, you pay him long term. When we, when we heard from Tyler Glass now after his live batter session at the Trop um, a little less than a week ago, you know, he said that he's not going to come back until he's 100% healthy, which still remains true. But he also mentioned how he's not going to risk his future to come back. So now the Rays have provided him some financial stability to say, hey, here's some money. Here's a lot of money. And if things go south, at least you can, you know, at least you can seek solace knowing that um, you have 25 million, 30 million in the bank coming your way that, you know, you're not going to walk away from this game um, with nothing. So right. that now creates an incentive for Tyler. A, it's a good faith gesture from the organization saying, look, we get it. We value you. And if we do make a postseason run, we want you. And Tyler's saying, you know, 
I, I want to be a part of the postseason too, but what happens if I get re-injured and I have a year left mm-hmm. of my contract? I ha- you know, then the questions start to add up. I'm not getting paid again. So right. they met him halfway. Hey, let's get you a fat one-year deal. And you know, it's, it's the best gesture we've ever given anybody as right. part, part of a pitcher that we've committed to. And um, look, here you go. There's some financial security. Now, the Rays can yeah. do this because people say, oh, they invested in Wander. You know, they invested in, in whatever you might be in the future. But their books are like squeaky clean for the next two to three years. So they yeah. like there's a reason why they were going after Freddie Freeman, because they have the money short term. Like mm-hmm. they can still maintain their low budget ability because of all the young pre-arb guys they have. You know, talk to me in three years, things might change. You know, they could have signed Freddie Freeman and then flipped him, which is, I'm sure, why Freddie, you know, I mean, Freddie would have needed a no trade clause, would have needed a bunch of things. But um, I'm sure it doesn't help uh, with Tampa Bay's sort of wheeling and dealing uh, to say, hey, come on down to Tampa. But finally, what the Glass Now extension does do is, you know, beyond, he's a great pitcher beyond trying to create an incentive to come back for the playoffs, because think about what you can do with him in the postseason with the stout pitching that's already there with this team. But you've also now given yourself an asset to trade if need be. So now you've locked in glass now. And let's say next year he comes back, he's fully healthy and he pitches like the glass. Now we know he can. So Best case scenario, you, you ride him out and whatever. I mean, he, you have him and McClanahan and Rasmussen and hopefully Taj Bradley's in the mix, Shane Boz. I mean, literally, you got a, a stable, um, as Kevin Cash would say, of guys who could throw 95 uh, up and in if you got some problems. But let's say things go south. Let's say things aren't working out, uh, whether that's next year or the year after. Well, now you got a tremendous pitcher who's already gone through the Tommy John thing, mm-hmm. and you can flip him for more assets and keep the old wheel moving of how yes. the Rays do their business. So, I, I don't, I don't want this to come off as pessimism of like the Rays are signing Glass now just to flip him, or like this is you know whatever blah 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 blah. Like this isn't a pure pessimistic argument. It is. M- many pronged and it's just understanding that signing glass now to this deal provides such a runway that you can do a few different things with him and figure it out along the way. So that they don't have to trade it. If let's say in two years that the rays are a 100 win team again, they won't trade them. They won't. Why would you know? I mean, yeah, yeah, if, so, if things are going well, there's no need to. But you did say if things don't go well, then that's when you have this asset. And for those that don't remember how good Tyler Glass now is, I will tell you how good Tyler Glass now is. Because since 2019, uh, he's pitched 206 innings. He has an ERA of 280 during that span, an 82% left on base strand rate, which I love that stat, a 12.7K per nine, a 6F4 during that time. Just to make it into 
uh, a comparison's sake, Shane McClanahan has pitched 270 innings instead of the 206 that Tyler has. He's only leading Tyler by 0.3 in F4, 6.0 to 6.3, 2.76 ERA to 2.80. That's a, I mean, so if we're giving all the props to Shane McClanahan, as we should for this season and for what he has done in his young rookie career, let's not forget Tyler Glass now is basically that guy, too. Yeah, and that's ultimately what it is. And, you know, look, I get it, The you know, the front office, they haven't allowed you to have faith in keeping guys, especially pitchers. You know, I'm not here to tell you that Glass now is going to be a Tampa Bay Ray beyond the two years. I'm not I'm not sure if, if Tyler Glass now will be a Ray beyond one and a half years uh, or, you know, or one complete cycle of the year. We don't know. But the thing is, is that there is the ability to keep him throughout that if they are a team that is going to win. And, you know. I don't think the Rays have any problem investing money short term as long as the books add up to what the books are supposed to be. You know, you can't just say, oh, he's twenty five million dollars. They're not going to keep him. That's not completely true. You know, go look at go look at their commitments uh, in twenty twenty four. It's just I mean, as I mentioned, the Wander contract still isn't really kicking in and. You know, then some some people will be popping up in in some low RB years. You know, but that's uh, that's just the way how you know that's the way that they roll, and we'll we'll go from there. But yeah. I, I don't I don't think this is a pure. I, I you should be happy that this happened. He's a tremendous pitcher. Uh, he's a, a highly entertaining guy. He's a dude that wants to stay here. And I, I think it's just important to be happy about it and to try to cross fingers that the Tampa Bay Rays can get into the postseason. And in saying so, still remember that Tyler is going to need probably five or six. Um, he's going to need probably five or six rehab starts to make it back. So the season goes until what October third, sixth, sixth maybe. Th- yeah, because or uh, no, sorry, I think you're right. I think October seventh is the beginning of the postseason. Yeah. yeah. So I think that I think October fifth is the end of the year, and uh, you know we're we're approaching on on today being August 29th, Monday. So if you balance it out. He's got to go through the live hitters one more time. Yeah. Then after that, he's, you know, he might have to go through live hitters again. That, that remains to be seen. You know, you're probably looking at, um, you know, the, the second, uh, the late second week of September, maybe making a a two inning appearance in a rehab game. And then just kind of let just, let's just throw out, I don't know, September 10th. I'm just creating a random date and I'm putting it late into that second week to be conservative. You know, that puts September 10, two day, uh, two innings, September 15 or 16, another two innings, then September 22, three innings, uh, September 
29. We'll even create a longer thing. Another three innings. And then October 5th, uh, four innings. And now you have a decision to make whether he comes back or not. Um, It seems to me, judging by the timeline, there's a a potential of maybe him not needing multiple, um, you know, maybe they can bring him up instead of doing all those rehab starts, just keep his rehab, you know, his innings down at the major league level and just pitch in the, you know, the postseason at two to three innings. He probably would be ready for that point, but it might come down to a situation. If you want full glass now for them to win that wild card round and then him to be there for the second round. Um, So that's kind of where I'm looking at. For the usage of Tyler Glasnow, and there's lots to talk about of Tyler Glasnow, what he can provide for this team. Uh, we'll, we're we're going to get to that. But before that, we got to tell you, uh, if you're one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stone, well, you're wrong. Um, what's the worst thing that can happen? You end up driving below the, the speed limit. That's not the way to think about this. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It is not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. It's as simple as that. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high and you'll get a DUI. Well, talking about the, all of the possibilities that this extension means for the Tampa Bay Rays and their fandom, obviously, because fans have, have waited so long to see this guy pitch again. I, I do want to say uh, I got, I think, mean-eyed or whatever other expression you want to call it last uh, year off season when I said to you and Kevin, Hey, maybe this guy could come back as a closer in September. Just keep him to one inning. You and Kevin, you and Evan didn't, you and Kevin did not like that idea. Well, you're just going through the calendar days. It's crunch time. It's crunch time. You really need to kind of have this guy, you know, ready to pitch if you need him to. So why stretch him out when you can just say, hey, here you go, get the ball, get the next three outs. Is that a viable position for Tyler Glasnow in this September chase and in October to just be part of the stable and not the rotation? Yeah, I think it's a bit pro and conny. First off, is that right by Tyler? Um, Is it best for him to go out there and be – you know, hey, max out in an inning. Is that is that what's best for his recovery? Also, is it best for him to go out there and, and do a role that he's not used to doing? And especially with all this added adrenaline to get thrust into such a high-pressure situation, uh, there's a lot, like, mentally that Tyler needs to approve of. Like, am I able to handle all that? and be confident in, in what I have, you know, uh, at this point, everything with his recovery has been great. You know, uh, the, the fastball, the spin rate, everything that they want to see looks great. It's why they committed to him. Um, 
But yeah, I, I think that um, you know there there is uh, an element to that where yeah, you know they could build a rehab program in the minors this year to say hey, we're going to stretch you out to be a relief pitcher. Don't even worry about being a starter. Let's mm-hmm. just get you out there pitching a couple of innings and make sure that you're okay there. And we will just only use you for two or less innings this year. And that will be that. And then you'll have the entire off season to stretch yourself out and to, you know, ramp up in that way to be ready for 2023 as a starting pitcher. I think that that is a, 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 a logical way of doing it. It's just a matter of if that is the way that you can draw up a Tommy John recovery process. And if that's going to work um, with the schedule and the list of events that they have. So, you know, that's kind of the tough part. And it, it you know, it's, it's funny last year, we, especially me, I remember saying this, you know, I, Tyler waited to get that surgery because they tried to see if he can go the old PCP route and, and um, you know, get the, the kind of the Andrew Kittredge thing, which right. obviously, I mean, only worked for about a year and a half, but to try to see if they can do a deal, you know, not go through the surgery and then he ended up getting it. You know, you look back now, that extra month, you know, would have proved to be amazing to have because yeah. then then we're talking about him making a couple of starts at the end of the season so it's i mean we're kind of up there uh i use i'm just using dustin may as an example of the dodgers okay. just came back um yeah. and they obviously had the ability to elongate his rehab uh you know they i mean they soaked up the entire 30 days of his rehab uh, they were under no pressure to bring him back, and that's great. He he pitched six outings um, in the minor leagues, and it all ranged from two to five innings. And it was a thirty day rehab. And he, I mean, look at him. You know, he's ready to go. Like he, I mean, he's he he's, carved uh, up that that Miami Marlins uh, well, lineup on Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it is also the Marlins lineup, but uh, he looks really good. I mean, his stuff was 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 crisp. I, I he looks electric, game. man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, just from the from his first rehab outing of two innings to now, I mean, like guy looks like a electric, uh, like a like a Cy Young caliber pitcher entering next season. So you know, th- just to give you a little bit of a you know, to feel good about Tyler when he comes back, can he be Tyler? Like, absolutely. So, but but I'm just using that timeline. Yeah. And and they've said that, that the stuff looks crisper. He, he says that he, he feels amazing that the stuff is going coming out of the hand really, really well. Now the, the rehab assignments apparently could start as early as this week. If everything goes well, if there's no, if there's an, an, you know, no, no negative feedback, which hopefully there isn't. I want to go in this path, uh, Evan. I want to go in this path of what would it mean for the race bullpen construction if Tyler Glass now is a part of it? Because you have the three-headed monster like you dubbed it the other day, Jason Adam, Pete Fairbanks, and Brooks Raley. Those are locks, okay? So you have those three. 
Then the in the next level, you have Ryan Thompson and Jalen Beeks. Okay, so that's five there. You need seven guys in the bullpen. So if Tyler Glass now is a part of that bullpen, now you only have one spot, which creates a little bit of a bottleneck because you've got guys like Sean Armstrong and Colin Pochet. You've got Garrett Clevenger, who has amazing stuff that we saw on Saturday at Fenway. Dechi Chagua coming back. Is Yanni Chirinas going to come back? Is Nick Anderson going to come back? So you have options there. Um, is Ryan Yarbrough going to be demoted in, in, well, in the play and, of construction? I mean, what, who, what do you see happening? Well, it is so hard, as we know, with the Tampa Bay Rays to make everything black and white. This is the way that it goes, right? We had the whole argument yeah. over our closer debate. And it's hard because it depends on where you are in the lineup. And, of course, I mushed the heck out of Jason Adam that night, and Pete Fairbanks pitched a perfect <laughs> inning. So I'm not going to comment on those two out of fear of screwing them over uh, yeah. down the future. But, you know, it's all going to depend. I mean, you got to remember they played the Boston Red Sox last year, and Jordan Luplo was on the, uh, the, the roster. And that's because they need, you know, with the pitching options that the Red Sox had, you know, they, they needed that type of hitter. And of course he hits a grand slam, which will, will fade off into the, the Rays memory as since that game turned out to be a, a crap stick, uh, <laughs> the best way to put it. Um, <laughs> but you know, so you mentioned all these names, right? Like, uh, I don't know if they're facing a lineup, which is very righty heavy. Is Jeffrey Springs even on the roster for that series? You know, and not to mention is Tyler Glass now an opener, not a relief pitcher. You know, relief is. I mean, do you do you start Glass now on Jeffrey Springs days because you know Springsy is only going through the lineup twice? So you know, I I would say the same thing with Yarbrough, but obviously Yarbs is not going to be relied upon in the postseason if they make it. And um, I mean, you're look, let's you're obviously you're going to be pitching. Um, McClanahan and Drew as your one and two, and Kluber is going to be your your three, and that's pretty much going to be your rotation, right? You know, so it comes down to in those longer days, like between Kluber and Springsy, where they oftentimes like them to only go five or six max. They really do not stretch them out too long. Yeah, I do not. I, I would not be surprised if. Again, Glass and I was used on those days to give them two innings to bridge them to the bullpen. So, you know, I, I, I would not imagine that they would put an opener in front of Kluber, who's a veteran and needs to go through his routine. But with someone like Jeffrey Springs, I think they absolutely would do that. And it would make sense if the beginning of your lineup has a very righty, heavy start. Um, so there's and all they've done these- this before. They've done yeah, this and, before. And, Let's not remember ALDS a, game five. Tyler Glasnow did exactly that. He provided he provided either six or nine outs at the top of the of the game, and then you went you, you went to your other arm. So you talked about that five minutes ago. How is he going to be able to mentally prepare himself into another role that he's never been in, or at least hasn't been with the Rays? He did do some work in the bullpen with the Pittsburgh Pirates, but I mean that that doesn't count by by twenty twenty two. The a lot has happened in Tyler Glasnow's development since he was actually an active bullpen guy. So I don't think you can just rely on, oh, he did that six years ago. Like that's that's a long, a long time. But I love that fact, the opener, because Jeffrey Springs was used to getting to, into, into the bullpen even to this year. So it's not like you're going to put him off 
too much of Kilt and Tyler Glass. Now you're helping him be, quote unquote, a starter, but just going two innings. And then you help out Jeffrey Springs get into uh, the, the later rounds of the, of the game. I, I, I think that could be the way of using Tyler best would be as a two inning guy, maybe as an opener instead of maybe, you know, getting him a high leverage situation in the seventh inning or in the eighth or ninth inning. I mean, you can do that when you have to, when there are no other bullets like game four ALDS of 2019 and you have Blake Snell warming up in the ninth because Jordan Alvarez is up and Jose Altuve and you got Blake Snell. You got to use Blake Snell in game four, but I don't see my, I don't see cash and company putting Tyler glass now in that, in those types of situation, unless they absolutely necessarily have to do that. And it would be in October. It would not be in September. Yeah. And I think also with the opener, by the way, is having Tyler in that role creates a very regimented schedule for him. You know, you're not going to be able to, to just at this point in his recovery, you can't just say, be ready at, at any time. You know, like you need, you need to say, this is when you're pitching, get in your mm-hmm. routine, do all that. So um, the opener has some benefits there, but uh, again, you know, and you can, you can give him a regimented routine of being like, Hey, you're going to pitch, you know, the eighth inning, like, you know, you're going to, or what he, what this team does is you're going to pitch to this part of the lineup. It could be the seventh. It could be the eighth. It could be the ninth, whatever this part of the lineup comes in. That's you. So, you know, with this team, it's all out of the box thinking it's all tinkering. I mean, it's just very tough to project because I need to know the opponent. I mean, one of these days we can roll through all the opponents and, and figure what it's going to be like. Uh, But you know, uh, until we have that happen, who knows? So this team has has a, a uphill climb with the schedule they have left, and um, you know, losing the Boston Red Sox series was less than ideal, especially in Game One when you score eight runs. Because this team should never lose games, you know, scoring eight. But that's um, you know a little bit of uh, unfortunate. Yeah, that, that's the way that it goes. I mean. You had your worst pissing, your worst uh, worst pitching situation in that game. You scored eight. Um, yeah, I think Kevin might. Re- I don't want to say regret because I, I don't blame him, but I think he threw away that game. Probability say that team. You know the Rays don't score eight runs, right. um, but leaving Armstrong in there for two innings was a bullpen saving maneuver when you were only down, I think one at the time or yeah, one at the time and just left them out there to dry. And it came back to cost them. Having said that, you know, it's not the first time it, it happened in yeah. the playoffs. Remember game two, the Jordan Luplo game, leading yeah. p- pitchers out there to, to dry. Yeah. And that was unfortunate because, you know, the way the schedule is, you can't throw everybody out there every single day. And, um, Walker was phenomenal entering the postseason. I mean, yeah. we, you know, there was a roller coaster ride last year with Walker where he sucked. Then he, yeah. then he was great, and then he sucked, and then he was great at the end. And we were like, "Yo, you got to put him on there." Um, yeah. So it, it, they have to get there, and they had the hardest route to do it. And one of their uh, their opponents in the. Uh, the Seattle Mariners has like the easiest route to do it. So, you know, they're going to be fighting tooth and nail and um, 
they still have, have shown an inability to hit consistently, which is the biggest problem. But, um, you know, I, I, the closer we get to the postseason, the more and more I'm willing to kind of run through other teams, lineups, situations that might present themselves and what the team would do and who would make the roster and who wouldn't because um, it's uh, with the Rays, it's, it's, it's never easy to predict. So everything we, has a but and everything has a rhyme or reason. We did it last year. You know, we, we did the screen sharing with the Excel. We had a lot of fun creating that roster. And I'm sure mm-hmm. that if everything goes well, we could have ourselves an episode like that. And that should be really fun. Now, Evan, to close out, I do have one more question. And I'm going to need either a yes or a no. So get ready for the hot seat. 69 wins before Sunday's game. This episode will show up on Monday. So you guys will know what happened on the Sunday game. But 69 wins before Sunday's affair. 21 wins will get them to 90. That means they have to go 21 and 15. Can it be done? Can it be done? Yes. Will it be done? Not sure. Um, Okay. My guess is they will go uh, 88-ish wins. Uh, Also... The Rays have uh, also activated Josh Fleming from the uh, the injured list and have kept him in Durham. So not that 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 does much, but that interesting just another recent, name. Recent transit. Yeah, I don't envision Fleming's going to be a part of um, this team situation. As I said, I mean, in the off season, we're going to have a tremendous episode talking about the forty man roster and what they're going to do there because it is. Uh, Yikes! It's it. They are crammed, and to me, Josh Fleming is Ryan Yarbrough redundancy. So, yeah. just whatever. But um, yeah. It, my my guess is they're probably going to end up at eighty seven to eighty eight wins, and let's see where the chips fall. I mean, if they hit ninety, that would be a hell of a season for what this yes. team has gone through, and it would be really nice to know that Wander is beginning his rehab again this week. Um, because he's the X factor. I mean, if he can be healthy, they need him. They need him. So um, it it just elongates that lineup so much more. And you give that other bullpen and that other starting pitcher and that other manager, just another headache to, to deal with, to, to kind of, um, you know, delve around that lineup. But anyway, uh, Evan, I want you to thank you. So thank you so much for, for jumping on, uh, on the show today. And, and can you tell people where they can find your work? Yeah. Uh, you can hit me up at Twitter at Eklosky WTSP, continue the conversation there. Again, we'll always respond as long as you are respectful. Uh, also hit up 10 Tampa Bay.com, uh, bucks preseason just ended. We got one bye week here, and then boom, we're right into game week against the Dallas Cowboys. Super stoked for that. Uh, also, uh, before we know it, the Lightning will be beginning their training camp, which I cannot believe is happening in a few weeks. So, wow. um, you know, 10 has all your information. You can check our Facebook page, uh, our YouTube account, uh, you know, wherever you get your social media. Uh, and, and then you can also subscribe to 10 Tampa Bay Plus, uh, where you can get pretty much our news and information on demand. So uh, again, though, reach out to me, love conversations and, uh, and love, especially with when it comes to baseball and the Rays 
and all the tinkering that goes on. There's a million different questions. So it's very hard to ask something that is completely out of left field. People love it too. You know, they love seeing you on the podcast. We've got a, a few uh, comments on YouTube uh, that say that they love the Evan episode. So we love having <laughs> you on here as well. So thank, thank you. you all for making Locked On Rays your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, MLB Prospects. Uh, that's a really good show by Lindsey Crosby. He is terrific at what he does. It's also free and available on all platforms. I hope you all have a safe weekend and we'll talk to you on wednesday we are taking tuesday off we'll see you on wednesday